Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, every Monday you know that sound. Carver and Lisa bring you the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good. We'll start it off with Brock Purdy. Mr. Purdy. 16 to 21, two TDs, no sacks. As San Fran crushes Tampa Bay 35 to 7. San Fran goes to 9 and 4. Boy, if this keeps up, this is going to be a story of the year, really, I think. Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. Leading to San Francisco 49ers from the doldrums, losing their number one pick. Trey Lance, losing Mr. GQ, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy rock from the ashes. Rises from the ashes to lead the San Francisco 49ers. Sole possession in the NFC West at nine and four. Nine and four, San Fran. How about that? Nine and four. Meanwhile, the other good, Jared Goff, 27 to 39, three TDs, 330 yards. The Lions handed to Minnesota, 34 to 23. They improved to six and seven. Goff's career was dead. It was done. Done. Now it's resurrected. A year ago, you would have touched Jared Goff. You would have taken Matt Stafford in a second. Now who do you want? New sheriff in town. His name's Jared Goff. And Dan Campbell, who people were calling a nut a few years ago because he wanted to bring in a real lion. Well, that is a little crazy. It's like the Chicago Bears bringing in a real bear. Looks like a genius. His team plays hard, motivated. Good number two. Good number three. Chargers, Justin Herbert. Set the passing mark for a quarterback in his first three seasons, 13,056. Was 39 of 51 for 367 yards as the Chargers go to 7-6 and six on the season. I mean, this guy's tough. He played with that injured rib all year. You talk about tough. This guy's earning his bolts, we'll say. The bad, number one. There's a few of them here. I mean... First, Tua, as the Dolphins lose to the Chargers. Tua was 10 of 28 for 145 yards. I mean, their season's unraveling quickly. Quickly at 8 and 5. Next at Buffalo. Two home for New England. 
And then, and then uh, let's see who they have. Lex, Lex, uh, the New England, and then home for the Jets. So at Buffalo, at New England, and then let's look at their other uh, the other game they got coming up here. We'll find that in a second here. But things are falling apart. I could see them winning one of those games. The other bad, the Vikings getting spanked by the Lions. They're home for the Colts and Giants. And at the Packers and at Bears. How about that? Vikings should go 12 and 5. 12 and 5 for the Minnesota Vikings. The other bad, the Giants. We are who they thought they were. Not ready for prime time. Winless in the last four. Coach Dable has his work cut out for him at Commanders, at Vikings. Home for Coats and Eagles. Smells like one and three. Smells like a one and three for the New York Giants, finishing eight and eight. Eight, eight and one. I thought, you know, the even records for finishing the year are done with. I guess not if you have a tie. So eight, eight and one for the New York Giants. Ugly, hands down, game balls go to Tampa Bay Bucks head coach Todd Bowles and quarterback Tom Brady. And Barris got their asses kicked. They weren't ready for the season. Tom tried to save his marriage, didn't work. Couldn't save the season as well, didn't work. They have Carolina breathing down their necks and what was supposed to be a rebuild in Carolina, rebuild, tear down. Sam Darnold resurrecting his career. I'll show you, New York Jets. You should have kept me instead of this punk kid, Zach Wilson. Sam entering his fifth year. Maybe it does take five years to train a quarterback. Jets would be in a lot better place, I think, if they had Sam Darnold than Zach Wilson. I'll tell you that much. I was no Sam Darnold fan, but boy, Zach Wilson, I, they, 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 they have lost this team. And Mike, Mike White, his team now calling him a soldier. He took a beating. He has a respect to that team. You cannot put Zach Wilson back under center for the New York Jets. His career in New York is done. He might go the way of Josh Rosen, just gone, watching from the press box. Zach Wilson's career is done in New York. And Russell Wilson, what a nightmare. Knocked out of the game yesterday. Concussion protocol. Who wrote this script in the Mile High City? Anybody ever think that the Broncos and Russell Wilson would be like this? They're three and ten. Wow, I was rooting for I was hoping the Giants would get Russell. Well, I'm glad they didn't. Glad they didn't. Talking a little baseball. Break out the bats and the cleats and the helmets. Jimmy Larritz, former Padre, former New York Yankee. He's talking a little Aaron Judge. Little Bogarts in Padre land as they're making a run for the NL West. Mike Demerge is filling in for Joe Lisi, Mike Carver, Sparks, Red, Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. To Carver and Lisi with Mike Carver and Joe Lisi. I'm going to walk out of here a lean, mean fighting machine. Well, I remember every little thing as if it happened only Mike DeBurgis back here on Sports Grid Radio filling in for Mike Carver and the great Joe Lisi. Here's a little meatloaf in paradise by the dashboard light. We have our next guest, Jim Laritz, former Padre, former Yankee, and uh, what former Yankee broadcaster was in that song, Jim. I'm, I'm sure you know that, right? In, in the meatloaf one? Yes. Oh, I should probably, I would have to get Bob Shepard. Phil Rizzuto. You know, I did not know that. You didn't know that, really? Well, yeah. uh, oh, my gosh. I guess you didn't hang out in any bars in your day, huh? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, was actually, I was actually pretty good friends with Meatloaf, but I did not know that. Really? Wow. I actually played with Meatloaf a, a softball when it was at the old W&EW in New York. Um, and our radio station played a charity softball game against Meatloaf and his crew, and I got a chance to meet him in 1990. And I, and I actually okay. I crashed into the wall at Yankee Stadium to just feel – to see what it felt like. And, boy, that those walls were hard back at the old stadium. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they they may have looked soft, but they they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you think of the moves your your former teams have made here? First with the Yankees, Aaron Judge bet on himself, got himself an extra hundred and fifty million dollars. Jim, I mean, this is crazy, is it not? Yeah, as a former player, you'd love to see this kind of stuff happen. You'd love to see the guy that, you know, like you said, puts puts bets on himself and it ends up working out well and to a point where. Uh, you know the Yankees at thirty six million say, "Wow, we should, we missed the boat on that one." Like we would have really got him a lot cheaper. Um, but no, I, it, it's great to see and hear. Listen, you know, it was one of the things I went down to the winter meetings on Monday, and you know everybody was trying to say, "Oh, he's not coming back. He's going to the Giants." I'm like, guys, he's never going to leave. I go first of all, he doesn't have uh, what's the guy's name. Uh, or, 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 Bo- or, or, Boris, Boris. Yeah, he doesn't have Scott. He doesn't have Scott Boris, so he's not chasing the money. And the bottom line for this guy is, his agents are from his hometown in Thousand Oaks, um, and they know they know, and they knew that by re-signing with the Yankees, you put the C on your your your, your uniform eventually, and you pretty much have yourself a red carpet ride to the, the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, it, it just it just to me was a no brainer that this guy, no matter what, he wanted to test it. He wanted to taste the agency. He wanted to see what it was like. But in no way did I ever think this guy was going to leave the uh, Not to sound naive, being a New Yorker myself, but but is it does it make a difference being a New York Yankee? Honestly, 
A thousand percent. Why? A thousand percent. Because here's what I say, Michael. The, the bottom line is, if judge signs a new contract, it's not going to be more than a few million dollars here or there. It's not like the, the Robinson Cano contract was $100 million difference, and that's why he went to Seattle. This is, this is going to be maybe a few million here and there. But the bottom line was if he would get hurt in the first two or three years of this contract, and he was a San Francisco giant, he walked away from the game like Cano, a nobody. No Hall of Fame, no nothing. By being a Yankee, by re-signing with the Yankees, by becoming the captain, even if he does get hurt in the next year or two or three years uh, to a point where he can't play, he's still going to be considered one of the greatest Yankees to ever play. And he, that, that record of 62 home runs is not going to be taken away. Uh, I, I just think it was, to me, that's how I would have looked at it had I been Aaron Judge, had I been his agent, to say, listen, that money, guaranteed whether he's a Giant, whether he's a Yankee, but the legacy that he leaves the game will be much greater if he maintains being a Yankee than he does going somewhere else. You have some legacy in the, for the New York Yankees, a uh, couple of big postseason home runs. One, I was at in 1995 in that extra inning game against Seattle. 15th inning, I believe it was, in that home run to, to right field. And, of course, uh, the game four home run off of Mark Wohler's. H- how did those home runs change your life? Well, yeah, my point, you know, I still go to Yankee Stadium. I still spend the summers up in New York. Yeah, I work the suites. I do a lot of their corporate outings, the corporate events and things like that. And it's funny because every one of the t- every time I do these suite appearances or these outings, you know, people go, don't you ever get tired of this? And I, the way I explain it to them like, is, listen, at 26 years old, when I put my name on the dotted line of my first Yankee contract, if you would have told me at age 60, they're still going to pay me to come back and do appearances and be part of the organization and be part of this family, I would have said, where do I sign right away? just the difference of being a Yankee versus anything else. And, you know, it's just, I, I'm very blessed, very lucky that I was able to have the postseason uh, and, and the contributions that I could make uh, in the postseason to the Yankees. And of course, the 1996 being the most important one, because that basically started the dynasty of the late nineties, but also saved Joe Torrey's job, saved Mariano Rivera from being traded in night before the 1998 season, because Steinbrenner was upset that they lost the way they did in '97. Had we lost in '96, had they lost that way in '97, Joe Torre doesn't have a job, and Mariano Rivera gets traded. That is why that home run and that '96 championship was so important to the history of the New York Yankees. Uh, you, you talk about that. You guys in 96 had a big lead, and, and I believe it was dwindled down to two and a half games uh, yeah. against the Orioles. And, boy, Steinbrenner was breathing down Joe Torrey's back. And he he was going to be fired at that time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, what happened was in 1997, Gene Michael told me the story was, you know, Mariano gave up the home run to Alomar. They lost the series. And George came steaming into Gene Michael's office and said, this is, this is bull crap. This is crazy. I'm sure he used other words, but this is crazy. He said, I want Tory gone, and we, we need to trade Rivera. He's horrible. And G. Michael said, really, George? Do you not remember winning the World Series last year? And, and, and G. Michael said, Mr. Steinbrenner said to him, I'll give him one more year, and that's it. 
and then of course they had that magical run in 1998. So it, that's that's why that 96 championship and that 96 uh, home run was so important to the Yankee history because it kept that team together. You know, I, I always said it that you know when you see the Derek Jeter days, the Paul O'Neill days, the Bernie Williams days, none of those none of those happened unless that 96 team wins. Jim, I only got a, a, like a minute and a half left, and I'd like to talk about George Steinbrenner a little bit because I don't think the, the young fans today appreciate George. So if you can hang on, and we'll just talk a, a little a little longer here for the next minute or so, and then we'll take it into the next break. Does that work for you? Absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Right, well, t- tell me your thoughts about the Padres. Talk about their organization and, and how their players, because back in the 90s, uh, you, you played for a pretty talented team that went to the World, that went to the World Series in 98 uh, with that team. Well, and that's, and that's another thing I talk about a lot in my public speaking is I talk about being part of the Yankee history like I am, but also being a part of the 98 Padre team that in September was not getting approval for the new Pentville Park. And when they were going to take the vote, they, 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 all the surveys said they're not going to get the approval. And then we went on that run in, in October getting to the World Series, and the entire city of San Diego just got right behind us. I think we averaged like 66,000 people a night in the stadium. And because of all that excitement, because of you know, the run that we got to the World Series against the Yankees, the city of San Diego voted in November for the approval of Petco Park. And again, to be part of that history uh, as a kid that was never drafted, as somebody that was never a prospect, it's pretty cool to be part of those two different organizations' history of, of the way things are now. Uh, Jimmy Larritz, former Yankee, former Padre, uh, a Yankee hero, 95 home run against the Mariners, Game 2. Of course, the World Series home run, Game 4, is going to stick with us through the break. Talk a little about George Steinbrenner, what he was really like, and the, I guess, the the fans seething at their his son for not spending the money, not making the moves. I'm sure you've got some great George, George Steinbrenner stories to tell us. Uh, Mike Demergis is filling in for Mike Carver, Joe Lucy coming back on the other side of Sports Grid Radio with Jim Larry. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
You're listening to Carver and Lisi with Mike Carver and Joe Lisi. Mike Carver is sitting in for Mike Carver and Joe Lisi. Uh, our special guest, Jimmy Larricks, from the Yankee, from the Padre, uh, hero with the Yankees in 95-96, sharing some great stories going down memory lane a little bit, talking about the Yankees' moves with Aaron Judge. Uh, and I, I think it's relevant today to talk about George Steinbrenner and how the fan rage is going towards uh, his son, Hal, that he's not spending the money the way George is. I- I'm sure you've got some interesting stories. You had the one about that Torrey was going to be fired if the Yankees lost the lead to the Orioles in 1996. Uh, what, what other stories do you have about George Steinbrenner that you could share? Well, listen, I got some really, really good ones. There, a lot of people didn't understand how great of a person George was. Number one, too, how loyal he was. Um, in 1996, you know, I hit the home run. Uh, we go into the offseason. My agents have a meeting with George and say, hey, listen, hasn't Lyra's proven enough now to get a chance to play every day? And George said, let me check with Tori. Let me check with, you know, Gino. Uh, at the time, it was Bob Watson. Um, let me check with these guys and see what they think. And he came back to my agents. He said, no, they're going to sign Girardi. They're going to probably give Posada, and he'll probably be in the same kind of role that he was in last year. And George said, you know what? He deserves a chance to go anywhere else. If, if, you know, he, was, and he was really good friends with my agent, Tom Rich. Uh, and t- he told Tom, he said, if you can find a better place for him and he gets a chance to play every day, I'll let him go. And sure enough, I was in Tampa in January working out at the, the minor league complex, and I got called off the field. I came into the locker room, and I took a phone call, and it was my agent. And he said, hey, listen, he said, George is in his office. Uh, we just did a deal. you got a three-year deal. You're going to the Anaheim Angels. You're going to be the starting catcher for the Anaheim Angels. And George allowed us to do that. And so I was elated. It was my first three-year contract. I had been playing on a one-year contract the first seven years in the major league. So I packed up my bag, and I walked into his office, and I put my bag down, and I said, George, I said, Mr. Steinberg, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for this opportunity. I really didn't want to go, but if I don't, you know, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to go somewhere else and play every day. I will never forget you. I said, Jimmy, he said, you will always be a Yankee. And then he looked at my bag and he goes, what are you doing with that bag? So, well, I'm not a Yankee anymore, so I, I'm not allowed to work out here. He said, go unpack your bag, son. You will always be a Yankee. It will forever be a Yankee. And that, to me, was Mr. Steinbrenner's loyalty, knowing I was going to play somewhere else, knowing that, it, but yet he was going to allow me to work out at the minor league complex until I went to spring training. That was pretty special. Um, that, that was you know, the special guy that Mr. Steinbrenner was. And him and I always had a great relationship. Um, I, I always told, I always joked with him. I said, you know, Mr. Steinbrenner, I, I said, there's one of the things, there's one of the reasons why I love He's like, yeah, you can always wonder why you like me so much. I said, because you're just like my father. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, my dad was a cross between Woody Hayes and Bobby Knight. And you're <laughs> just like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, George, you know, loved football. And he thought he could bring that football mentality to baseball. And, and his, I remember Reggie talking about George back in the day. And this is 2010 in an interview with Ed Rando. Reggie, and of course, Reggie Jackson said that, I don't think today's players understood the, the wrath of Steinbrenner back in the day. Now, you kind of had him a little bit, but that was 20 years after 1977 with the, the Billy, the Reggie, the Thurman, the, and, and, and the likes like that. 
but he, right. George could be explosive and impulsive at times. Well, listen, the, re- the only reason I got caught up, Mike, is because Mr. Steinbrenner was sitting with a, one of our minor league coordinators in Detroit with a guy named George Bradley, who used to be our minor league rele- uh, in charge of development. And Mike Flowers was playing third base, and he made four errors in one game. And he looked at George Bradley, and he says, you need to tell me we don't have something better in the organization than this. And George Bradley said, well, we got this young kid, Jim Larry, at the AAA. He switched from catching to playing third base, and he's doing pretty well down there in Columbus. And he said, get that kid up here immediately. And two days later, well, I should say, first they fired Bucky Dent, and then two days later I got caught up to the big league. And, and you were part of that resurgence of the Yankees with, with, with Bernie Williams, yourself, and you had some good years. And in 94, Yankees had the best record in the American League. And I believe you had 17 home runs up, up to the break, 14 home runs, something like that. Before, right before the strike, yeah. yeah. That, that, was a, uh, that, that was a big year. Yeah, it was really interesting because when I got caught up in 1990, Mike, uh, G. Michael brought me into his office and said, listen, Mr. Steinbrenner is suspended right now. We have an opportunity to, pit, to start giving you some kids a chance down on the farm. If you get off to a good start, you're going to open the door for a lot of your buddies. And I got off to a good start. Then they brought up Kevin Moss. And he got off to an even better start. And all those things just started happening. Bernie Williams came along. And then you know, we started building from within. And that was really, truly the beginning of the resurgence. And then we get to 94 when we have you know, Buck Showalter, our manager, Don Mattingly. You know, we, we have a great ball club. And Mike Stanley and, you know, and I were sharing catching duties. And I think he had 19 home runs. I had 17. And they have two catchers with 36 home runs between them. Uh, we probably had the best catching staff that there was in Major League Baseball at the time. Uh, and then, of course, the strike ruined everything. But uh, it, it was just an opportunity that uh, in 93 and 94, I was finally getting the opportunities that I was begging for, the only because of injuries. Uh, you know, Don Mattingly's back started acting up on him, and I started playing first base more. Uh, Mike Stanley got hurt for a period of time, and I was catching for three straight weeks. So for me, it was all of this talk that I had in 1990, 91, and 92 that played me, and I'll show you what I can do. I was finally getting that opportunity in 94, 95, or 93 and 94. And to put those two years together at 500 at bat, I would have had 31 home runs and 100 and something RBIs. So the, the, the media was finally saying, Laris is finally backing up his bravado. And, uh, you know, that, that's what kept me a Yankee uh, all the way up through 1996. And in 95, of course, the great series against the Mariners. And that changed history in a lot of ways. Number one, if Showalter and the Yankees win that game, he doesn't get fired. Number two, it saved baseball in Seattle as well. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. I paused something. I can't remember his name, but I've got the book on my my stand somewhere. But it's the day that baseball was saved in Seattle, and it was that series uh, that we had with the Mariners that year. Um, and again, to be part of something like that is, is, is the bad side of it, but it's the good side of it for Seattle. But it really gave us a taste. Um, it felt like we accomplished something because we got Don Mattingly to the playoffs, which he had never done. But then we also lost, and we were like, okay, you know what? We're not going to let that happen again. And sure enough, in 96, we come back, and we do take it all the way to the house. 
And, and what a season that was uh, for the Yankees the next year, 96, winning the World Series against tremendous odds to come back and, and win that series. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Jim. All right? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge, 62 home runs. Is he the single-season home run record in your eyes or retired baseball nope. player? He is not. You, you still look at Barry Bonds as a home run king? Yep. I think Aaron Judge is the American League. Barry Bonds is still the Major League Baseball, and I think, you know, you just it, it's something that, you know, unless you played the game, unless you've been in there, unless you played during that era, which, again, I always say I laugh sometimes when they call it the era. You know, it's steroids and all that stuff has been in baseball since the 1940s. Um, the bottom line is players just got smarter and more educated about it and how to use it more and advantageously. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, he, he still went out there. He performed. Uh, he got challenged by players that were probably using that we didn't know. Uh, and he, hit, he he did. But, but the most amazing thing, Mike, to me was, here's a guy that I believe after 61 home runs, probably saw one pitch a night. Yeah, nobody, wanted, no, nobody wanted to pitch to him. Nobody wanted to pitch to him. Nobody wanted to pitch to him. But here's the thing. That one pitch, not only did he hit it, but he hit it for a home run. For him to end up breaking that record, I look at the challenge from 61 to 70, whatever it was, 73, whatever it was, that that was more of a challenge, and he was able to do it. That, as a player, as someone who's played this game, I couldn't even have done that in batting practice, much less a game. He he was just – we used to kid Barry Bonds. And, I, again, I was a catcher. I was the one that had to call pitches against the guy. I used to joke with him when he came out to bat. i go, dude. What year are you playing Nintendo today? Because he was just a step above everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we just got a, we just got a minute left. I, I I guess I just for me as a fan, I just like an answer. Kind of like you, you can't keep Clemens out, Bonds out, and these guys out. But let let you can't keep Schilling out. But, Listen, Schilling of all people. Let, let but let's get an answer. If you use the use the drug, I'd rather get like Andy Pettit just says I used it. I, and and let's just move on because Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame and he was a commissioner over this too. Like like he had his hands over his eyes, you know. I mean, how could you not know these guys were on steroids? It's it's just a to me it's just a convoluted thing. I love the game and I love the records in baseball and and I just want some kind of clear answer. Uh, Jim Larich, thank you so much for joining us here. On Sports Grid Radio, Mike Demerge is filling in for Mike Carver. Uh, Jim Leverett's a former Yankee hero uh, back in 95, 96. Belted some huge home runs, none bigger than Game 4 of the World Series to lead the Yankees back from four games to none. They were down four games to none against the mighty Atlanta Braves. And Game 6 in the Yankee Stadium, it rocked. Rocked as the Yankees beat Greg Maddox. More coming up on Sports Grid Radio. Thanks a lot, Jim. Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Carver and Lisi with Mike Carver and Joe Lisi. But where would you find a handsome dog to replace me? Look no further. Mike Demerger sitting for Mike Carver and Joe Lisi on Sports Grid Radio. New England Patriots take care of the Arizona Cardinals. 27 to 13, they move into the number seven spot in the AFC playoff picture. The Jets drop, Chargers drop out in healthy position for one day. Uh, Kyler Murray out for the Cardinals, left the game in the first half with a non-contact injury. Tough weekend in the NFL. The quarterbacks uh, with, with injuries, including Russell Wilson and so forth. Uh, big performance by a quarterback in San Francisco, though. Big. Brock Purdy lights up the Buccaneers for the 49ers, 35-7. to And we've got a fan of the 49ers, uh, a legend in daytime soaps, Sonny Corinthos. Maurice Bernard joins us from General Hospital, and Maurice is a huge 49er fan from the Bay Area. Maurice, you had to be quite happy about your quarterback's performance on Sunday. Uh, yeah, you know. I thought I, I I was watching Joe Montana. It was that good. I mean, I I don't know. I thought the first time he came in, I thought, okay, it's just a fluke. He he won't do it again. And he did it even better. So I'm a, I'm I'm excited. Do you think there's any way that the uh, 49ers go back to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, if he, if he's no. able to come back, or even or even next year? No, not if this guy keeps. <laughs> And I like Jimmy, man. You know, my, my my friend Stephen A. Smith calls him porn star Jimmy. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, Jimmy GQ. Let's keep it clean, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy but GQ. I, but this kid just has something. I can't explain it. Well, he's got the moxie. He wears number thirteen in honor of Dan Marino, and he's playing in the. Uh, for the team where Joe Montana played. Talk about your days growing up in the Bay Area and, and watching Joe Montana play. What's, what's some of your earliest memories? Of course, the drive, I'm sure, is one of them. Yeah, and I became friends with Dwight Clark, uh, who unfortunately passed away. But uh, I love Dwight. We, we used to go to dinner and talk a lot about things. You know, but I, I've, I've been a fan since John Brody. Wow, you're going back. Yeah, Gene Washington. And, it was, you know, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. So, you know, I remember the Niners weren't good. No, One they day, stunk. It was, you know, the Cowboys. The Cowboys were the yeah. team in the NFC. The Vikings were the team in the NFC. And the Rams were yeah. the team. Those those three teams ruled the NFCs for, for close to 20 years. Completely. And I, I was watching one day, and they're bringing this quarterback. And I'm telling you, 
it was like, I said, this guy has something, and it was Joe Montana. And he took him to, you know, to the top. Amazing. Yeah, he took him to the top. Four Super Bowls in the 1980s, uh, 85. After winning the Super Bowl in 84, I think that was a Dan Marino Super Bowl. And uh, the 49ers thrashed Marino 38-16, to 16, and Marino couldn't uh, – keep up for the performance. I remember talking to a former linebacker for the Dolphins. He said, yeah, that day was cold up up in uh, California because the game was in Northern California. And yeah. Marino couldn't uh, couldn't get a hold of the ball, and, and it showed it's a 49ers dismantled the Dolphins that year. Then the following year, they lost to the Giants in the playoffs, and, they, and then 86, they, they lost to the Giants again and then finally returned in 88. They beat the Bears in the NFC Championship in 88 was a game against the Bengals where they had to come down, and that's – the famous John Candy uh, Super Bowl when he was, uh, I guess, about had to go about 90 yards for the winning drive. And he's in the huddle and he looks in the stands and he tells his teammates, hey, there's there's John Candy, John Candy over there. What is it about actors that they, they love being around sports? It's it's you, well, go ahead. You know, it's like rock singers, one of the actors and actors. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's because we can't do what they do. And then you want to do what you can't do because, you know, <laughs> especially sports is so difficult. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm, I'm also, I, I love boxing. So I was boxing for 25 years. I'd get in the ring and spar and stuff. 25 years. I don't do it now. Cause I'm too old. <laughs> well you got to stay it's a great way to stay in shape and I, and I would think it helps you focus with your lines cuz you know studying plays takes great focus and studying lines takes you know great memory and focus as well I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I to me boxing is like acting when you're in a scene you throw you know it's like you throw a jab and then they don't know what's coming and then you throw a hook and then you throw a couple more jabs and you throw a right it's kind of similar. That's why I love doing it for 25 years. They talk about offenses and quarterbacks having great rhythm. I would imagine acting. Uh, you need a, you need a rhythm to acting and delivering the lines as well. Yeah, it is a, it is a rhythm. It's like music, and you have to you have to know the rhythm of the scene. Um, and the better the actor, the I think the better rhythm you got. Because because the other person is never going to know what's coming. We're talking with Maurice Bernard, uh, a.k.a. Sonny Corinthos on General Hospital, uh, lives here in Studio City. Uh, you have, you're have you working on a project outside of uh, General Hospital, but a podcast you have called State of Mind, and it deals with mental health and, of course, uh, sports grid. We're, we're, we're a betting network, and uh, some people, sometimes they get could get a little carried away with sports betting and uh, if you lose quite a bit of money, you can get a little depressed. <laughs> so uh, right. m- mental health is a big part of sports as well. Uh, wh- what have you learned since starting your, your podcast on State of Mind from people? Well, you know, I uh, I started I started uh, State of Mind it's on YouTube, uh, Maurice Bernard's uh, State of Mind. I started on Instagram Story, and nobody you're not supposed to do ten minutes on. Instagram story because it's nobody does that, but I did it, and that's how it started. I did that for a year, then I went to YouTube, and once I started interviewing people, it started. It it it. I I wanted it to become like a therapy session, 
and it really has that feeling now. If you watch State of Mind, it's it's like therapy. And the beautiful thing about it is, you know how important mental health is now, especially after the pandemic. And when you watch two people, especially celebrities, and other people feel like celebrities don't go through anything. Well, in my show, if you know me and you know what I've gone through, they like to see that because it makes them not feel alone. You know what I mean? Makes them vulnerable like we all are. Yes. And that's the and it, it, it helps people. It, it's amazing. Go check it out. And, and you should come. And athletes. You should come in, Michael. <laughs> I, I don't know if you got enough time yet. You're gonna run out of. <laughs> you're, you're gonna run out of tape. <laughs> talk to, talk to a sports radio producer about the the life in sports radio. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my God, that would be fun. But but athletes, you know, they deal with a lot, and you you hear about certain players and certain people can't handle New York. I was just talking to Jimmy Laritz and uh, mentioned. You know, Glaber Torres probably can't handle the pressure, and a lot of former players went through New York. Kenny Rogers was a guy, couldn't handle New York. Steve Kemp, Ed Whitson, and, and so forth. Uh, you know, acting has that. It's it's pressure to go on there and know your lines. You're not just sitting in a computer. It's 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 a different thing, and, and that's where the connection between athletes and, and, and actors is and, and kind of why one wants to do what the other does because it's a j- different kind of glory and a different kind of expression. But there's pressure there, and I think some people thrive on that pressure. That they 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 need that high of of the pressure. Yeah, I mean, some people do. I I thrive on the pressure, but the problem that I, when you're mentally ill, like my character on General Hospital has bipolar, and I have bipolar, and I thought as a method actor that would be the greatest thing, and it was for acting, but not. For life, so you know it's great for Sonny the character on General Hospital, and I did I've done incredible with it, but my life has has suffered because I've had three nervous breakdowns, numerous anxiety attacks, numerous depression. Eh, very very difficult, and and, and having these. Dealing with this now, creating this project, how how has that helped you? The state of mind project. Well, it it really has helped, like therapy, because I get to go in there and talk about a lot of what's happening right now in my life, and talking helps, and it also brings awareness, but it does help me, and it helps the person in. So if you do state like if you did state of mind, Michael, which I know you'll never do, but you may do it one day, you would just open up, and that helps you. It just does. You talk about your stuff, talk about this, and so I just, I just, there's a, this is cool. I did a state of mind in, called State of Mind in Graceland, and they surprised me. It, it airs on Elvis's birthday, January 8th. Wow, that's cool. And, yeah, and I had three of the biggest people on General Hospital, and then I had, they surprised me with a psychiatrist, Charles Noonan, who I hadn't seen in 30 years. 
And let me tell you something. I broke down like a baby when I saw him because he diagnosed me with bipolar. He pretty much saved my life in a sense. And he told me after I went to his house afterwards, and he says, "State of mind is is really your therapy, and it's helping you in that way." Well, great, great stuff you're doing, and uh, we we applaud you for doing that. And uh, what are your thoughts on like FanDuel and DraftKings taking away the business of Sonny Corinthos? Uh, there's no more breaking knuckles anymore at the corner store with uh, this digital online betting. How are you going to stay in business, Sonny? Let's hear Sonny answer that. Answer that, Sonny. Well. Sonny don't, don't Sonny don't bet. <laughs> he don't bet, but he Sonny, ta- he takes bets, right? <laughs> he takes bets. He's a coffee importer. Oh coffee. man, uh, more. We got to wrap things up. Maurice Bernard uh, has a state of mind podcast. Catch that on YouTube, of course. Catch him on General Hospital every day on ABC. Big Forty ers fan, happy with Brock Purdy performance. Uh, Going to watch the Forty ers right through the playoffs and possibly. A Super Bowl run. Maurice, thank you so much for joining us here on Sports Grid Radio. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're kicking it into the last couple of last segment here on Carver and Lisi. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi have the night off. Uh, they watched the Patriots beat the uh, Arizona Cardinals 27 to 13. New England now moves into the number seven spot in the AFC playoff picture. The Chargers and Jets are looking on the outside right now. The outside, the Chargers and Jets right now, all the Patriots have their spot at number seven in the AFC. We'll wrap things up. More coming up. Mike Demerge is filling in for the great Mike Carver. The great Joe Lisi on the great Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um. You're listening to Carver and Lisi with Mike Carver. There's no crying in baseball! And Joe Lisi. Today, this is my guest, Mr. Wang. No offense. Oh, yeah. Wrapping up the two-hour special here. Mike Demerge is filling in for... Mike Carver and Joe DC. Well, they're doing a day off. 
well. Monday Night Football, the New England Patriots are in the seventh seed in the AFC as they take down the Arizona Cardinals, 27-13. Kyler Murray out with a non-contact injury. Again, tough weekend for the quarterbacks in the NFL. Also, Debo Samuel out with a high ankle sprain, could be out in a month, but could be back for the postseason. As we look right now at the playoff picture, Bills number one in the AFC, followed by the Chiefs, the Ravens. Uh, of course, they have the showdown with the Bengals. Titans at number four, Bengals number five, Dolphins. They got a tough road to hoe, though. Tough road to hoe. Uh, they're at eight and five. Uh, and the New England Patriots. Meanwhile, the in the NFC, Eagles, number one, they secured their their spot. Number two, Minnesota Vikings in the Central. Three, the San Francisco 49ers at nine and four with their new quarterback, Brock Purdy. Uh, Buccaneers at number four in the South with the Panthers breathing down their necks. Dallas Cowboys at 10 and three. They're pretty secure there. Then you have the Commanders at six, the Giants at seven. The Seahawks at eight, at seven and six, and the Lions at nine. Uh, even though the Giants are seven and five, they're lucky if they win one more game. I could see the the Lions run the table here, and get that uh, that seven spot here. Uh, again, thank you so much for letting me fill in, spending your evening with me, Mike Demergis, filling in for the great Mike Carver and Joe Lisi on Sports Grid Radio. See you later, folks. Have a good night. Drive safely. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.